The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Meadow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out meadow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. Hello there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. And yes, I am a real dentist and I'm your host today on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. And we've got some really cool stuff for you today. A bunch of mystery shopper calls, a great listener question, and maybe even more. So I'm excited to get right down to it. And thanks so much for being a listener or a viewer. That's right. You can actually watch this on YouTube to see uh, what I look like hanging out here in my home studio, but it's not necessary. You don't have to do that. Maybe you're better off not doing it. I don't know. In any case, welcome to the Dental Practice Fixers podcast today. As I said, we've got some a great question from a listener, some really good mystery shopper calls, and maybe some other information for you. And let's get right down to it. But first, I do want to remind you that at the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success, we love saving money. We love lowering our overhead. I mean, after all, we teach our dental clients to save money and lower their overhead. So why shouldn't we do it ourselves at the Matto Center? And maybe our favorite way to lower our overhead is to use Fat Merchant for our credit card processing. It's Fat with two Ts, F-A-T-T Merchant. And we've been using them for a couple of years. And we've recommended them to hundreds, thousands of dental practices across the United States. And why do we love Fat Merchant? Besides their great customer service and their high-tech dashboards and all those cool things, they don't charge an overage percentage to process the credit cards. That's right. They don't charge you a percentage, just a low, flat monthly fee. So definitely check it out. Find out how much you will save, and you will save every month with Fat Merchant by going to matto.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. Okay, let's start with a really great question from a listener. It says, dear fixers, I always love the information you provide. Oh, that makes me feel so warm inside. I have a question on whether or not you have any insight on how to respond to reviews, both good and bad, without violating HIPAA. And that's from Carrie. She's an office manager in Florida. All right, well, here's what I'll say about that. First of all, thanks so much for the, the comment. I'm glad that you like the information we're providing in our podcast, our e-letters, all those cool things. I mean, if you're not a subscriber to our e-letter, which comes out a few times a week, please do so. Just go to matto.com and keep scrolling down until you can't scroll anymore then you can sign up for our e-letter. It comes out two, three, four times a week. Um, great dental tips and advice. We'll talk to you about upcoming webinars and seminars, all kinds of good stuff. So please do that at matto.com. Sign up for our e-letter. So as far as responding to reviews, well, first of all, let me say right off the bat, I do not consider myself to be a HIPAA expert. So this does not constitute legal advice, whatever. But I think my feeling is pretty clear. That is that a review is initiated by the patient, not by you. So I think you're pretty safe HIPAA-wise responding to reviews because they they kind of got this thing going in a public forum 
um, giving you maybe tacit permission to perform a response. But I'd still be careful. Um, I wouldn't mention any specific procedures, treatments, the condition of their mouth, any kind of health information. I absolutely would not mention. I wouldn't use their name either in your response, especially if they go by a username, which is kind of anonymous. And, you know, that's one of the things about reviews. You can have a username and then just have that cloak of internet anonymity where you feel like you can say whatever the heck you want. So that's pretty dangerous territory. And that's why reviews can be really frustrating. So again, I do not consider myself to be giving legal HIPAA advice, but to me, it seems pretty clear that if the patient initiated this conversation in a public forum, you don't have that much to worry about. But again, don't give any information about their health, their condition, anything personal, and don't even use their name if you can avoid it. So that's my HIPAA advice there. But since you did mention bad reviews, let's talk about bad reviews. And I urge you, urge you to tread lightly when it comes to bad reviews. Uh, I've seen so many times where dentists get into an online debate. Um, some people call this a pissing contest with a patient who leaves a bad review. It's impossible to win this. I mean, this person is mad for some reason, probably unwarranted, but they're mad. I mean, you know, I never leave bad reviews. I think it's just bad karma. Of course, I've had bad service and bad experiences with um, you know, all kinds of things, professional offices, restaurants, stores, online, whatever. We've all had bad experiences. But some people will say that it's kind of your debt to the Yelp or the Google or the Facebook community or whatever to go in there and tell people bad things. I feel like unless something was extraordinarily bad, I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt. They could have been having a bad day or they weren't properly trained or whatever. I never, ever, ever give bad reviews. I just think it's bad karma. And I wouldn't want to see someone go out of business or somebody get fired or whatever because of me. I think that and we're really going off on a tangent here, getting philosophical. But I think the public eventually decides which businesses are good, which practices are good, which online businesses are good. And they vote with their feet, so to speak. So I'm not a bad review kind of person. But patients do it. They will give a bad review. And as I, I said before, don't get into a debate or a pissing contest with them. It's impossible to win. You just wind up looking bad. Um, if you give any response at all, which you don't have to respond to a bad review. If you give any response at all, I would keep it very generic and upbeat, something like, um, we're so sorry to hear that you weren't happy with our service today. And we'll be reaching out immediately to make sure your experience here or your next experience here is a great one. That's a generic response. It shows that you do care that you're reaching out to them. So if you, if you have to respond at all to a negative review, that's the kind of response I always give. Now, now, talking about bad reviews, have you ever been out in public? Let's just say you're sitting at a Starbucks. That's the typical out in public, right? You're sitting at Starbucks and there's a table next to you and one person just came from the dentist and he or she is yapping to their friend about how horrible that dentist was and they pulled the wrong tooth and they started treatment without making them numb and they, they, made, it, they made it worse than when they came in, blah, blah, blah. And you're listening and you're listening and you know, because you're a dental professional, so you know this kind of stuff. You know that, 90% of the stuff they're saying is wrong, untruthful. They just got wrong information. It's the wrong slant on the story, whatever. It seems to happen to me all the time. I mean, you know, there are so many things we don't have expertise in, but dentistry, we are experts. And we know when we hear a story that's just not correct, or, you know, a patient will come up to you and say, my, you know, my pappy had three sets of teeth, whatever. It doesn't matter if they're wrong or not. To them, it's true. It's their truth. And that's why it's dangerous to get into a debate 
online, especially online, it's a public forum, with a person like this, because it doesn't matter how right you are, how much logic you use, how many facts you throw at them, their truth is their truth. And you're not going to change their mind, and you're just going to get them more infuriated. So I would really caution against doing anything like that. Again, just give a kind, generic response. But the main thing is, most importantly, is bury that bad review by getting so many good reviews, that thing drops to the bottom of the pile and people don't even see it. So ask for reviews. There are great ways to do it. I'm not going to take time to do that today on our podcast, but maybe in a future podcast, we'll talk about the best ways to ask for reviews and get those reviews so that if you get a bad review, again, the best strategy is to bury it. Now, there are many internet review experts that say it's actually good in a way to have just a couple of bad reviews because um, if somebody has 100 reviews and every single one of them is positive, people suspect that you're rigging the, you're rigging the system, you're whatever, putting your thumb on the scale, whatever cliche you want to use for that, that these reviews aren't even real. Um, and I've seen so many where I can tell the reviews aren't real. I guess they paid some company to do these reviews. And you can tell because they're extremely nonspecific, just like this is the best office I've ever been to. I mean, they don't mention names. They don't mention procedures. They don't go into details about their appointment. Yeah, there are ways to rig the reviews, and you shouldn't do it. Again, many people say it actually looks more real if in the midst of all your outstanding reviews, a clunker is thrown in there every now and then. But I still think it's a good idea to, um, to bury it, bury the review, so to speak. Okay, so Carrie, great question. I hope that answer satisfied you and was good for most of our listeners, all of our listeners. Um, if you have a question about that, if you want to talk about that topic or anything else or ask a question for our podcast um, or ask a question to me personally, I would love to hear from you. My personal email address is rich, R-I-C-H, at matto.com. So please send me an email. And I'd also appreciate it if you go give us a good review. Give the fixers a good review. Give us a five-star, whatever format you're listening on. There's probably a little place where you can give a rating or a review. So please do so. It would be great for us. Okay. Let's do some mystery shopper calls today. Um, so here's what I was thinking for today's call. Let's just say that you are a patient. Maybe you've sat out the pandemic and you know you need some treatment, some crowns, whatever, and you're ready to go back, but you want to find a new dentist and you're just a little bit nervous. You're one of those nervous patients. So you're calling around, totally legit strategy. You're calling around trying to find an office that will be good for nervous patients. And you just want to ask do you do anything for your patients who are a little bit nervous or anxious? Now, every single practice listening to this has patients who are nervous or anxious. And I'm sure most of you have nice little things you do for these patients to calm them down or make them happy, make them comfortable. But can somebody who answers the phone relay this to the patient so they're so excited that they want to go to that office? Let's find out. I think we've got three or maybe even four calls for you here today. So this should be fun. Okay, I'm going to go, as I say, to command central for call number one, nervous patient. Let's see what happens. Please listen carefully as our options have recently changed. To make an appointment, press one. For new patients, press two. For billing, press three. For press four. For press five. For all other calls, please press one to be connected to the front desk. Dr. Office, can I help you? 
Yeah, I've got a question for you. I know I need some dental work done and I can be kind of a nervous patient. And I want to know if there's anything you do to help patients relax or feel better when they're in there. Well, we have nitrous here. We, we do use that if, if we need to. Mm-hmm. What is nitrous? It just, it's not like a, you don't, you're not asleep or anything. It just relaxes you. It's kind of what they use um, for the kids as well. Um, it's like just, we call it like a little piggy nose that goes on you and just kind of relaxes you. Or we can also prescribe that. So we've, we've done that too. Hmm. Got it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Boom. No idea who I am or was, because she's never going to hear from me again. Didn't get my name, didn't get my phone number, nothing like that. But let's take it from the top here. First of all, they have one of those menus, push one, push two, push three. I mean, is this dental office really that large and that busy that they need five or six choices on their push one, push two, push? That's ridiculous. Answer the darn phone. And it's funny. We're going to beep out the names that were on there, but two of those were names like for whatever. I'll make these up for Elizabeth, push four, for Trish push five. Well, it turned out that one of the people on the menu was the person who answered the phone anyway. I mean, I just question whether they really need this. I mean, how large is this dental practice? They need five choices on the voicemail beep tone menu. And then one of those people just winds up picking it up anyway. So I don't like this. It's best if the phone is just answered by a real person, not make you go through all these hoops. So I didn't like that. Um, She was pretty nice, friendly voice, very warm. I liked her. Um, She said, we can offer you nitrous. Now, I'm not sure if most people know what that means. Of course, we all know what that means. But if you just went up to you know, a regular person and said, do you know what nitrous means? If a dental office has nitrous, do you know what that means? I would say most people don't. Um, again, I think it's good to use terms that most people understand. I- I'm hot and cold on the term laughing gas. It's very outdated. It doesn't. But I think most people know what that is. I mean, she could say, if, if, even if she wanted to use that term, she said, well, we can offer you nitrous oxide which is like laughing gas. It's just something you breathe through a very comfortable mask and it it relaxes you, whatever. Don't just say we offer nitrous. Explain what it is. Then I think she talked about prescribing Valium, which that might be going a little too far. Who knows? Could be somebody looking for drugs. I'm not so sure. I didn't like the way she handled that. And then she could have said, why don't we have you come in, meet the doctor. You can discuss your concerns with him or her. And I'm sure that we'll be able to, you know, just she didn't brag about the office at all. She didn't say anything like we have a lot of patients who are nervous coming in and they all find that Dr. Blank is such a great doctor and really does everything to calm them down. And they're all happy they came here. I don't know. I'm just kind of hoofing it here, winging it here, hoofing it here. I don't know, winging it here, <laughs> but whatever. Sell me on the office and then ask for the appointment. She did none of the above. Okay. Let's move on to our next call. It's fun. Hi, is this the dental office? Yes, it is. I've got a question for you. I know I need, um, I think, three crowns. And um, I, I can be kind of like a little bit of a nervous dental patient. I just wanted to know if there's anything you can do that would make me a little more comfortable in the office, something along those lines. Well, we don't do any sedation, if that's what you're thinking about. No, just the local anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So you really, you don't really see patients who are a little bit nervous? We see, of course, and I'm pretty sure we can make you comfortable. I'm just telling you we don't do any um, sedation, like, you know, so we can put you to sleep or something. So we don't do that. 
You don't do that. Okay. All right. No. no. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Oh, boy. First of all, I don't know if you could tell. I think it was cut off, but she just kind of mumbled something. She didn't say there was a, a dental practice, so I had to say, is this the dental office, which I thought was really weird. Um, and then I said, is there any way to make me more comfortable? And the first thing she did was tell me what they don't do. We don't do sedation. Why would you start with a negative? I didn't even ask for sedation. Uh, you know, she said they see a lot of nervous patients. Why start with a negative by saying we don't do sedation? It's kind of like, you know, you never want to lie to a patient, but if a patient calls and says, um, I have a missing tooth, can you replace that? Would you say we don't do implants? Or yes, of course we can replace that. Why don't you come in? We'll find out the best way. Um, our doctor restores implants with a tooth that looks very natural, and we work with a whatever oral surgeon to place the implant. So yes, we can absolutely do that for you. I mean, don't make it into a negative. The first thing you say shouldn't be don't. You know, do you replace missing teeth? Well, we don't do implants. Well, that's not good. That's not good. You work with a team of professionals. So I didn't like this at all. Um, kind of pepped up there at the end, but then never asked for the appointment, never asked for any information. <clears throat> not good, not good, not good. And leading with a negative. Ooh, don't like it. Again, you never want to say something that's not true. You don't want to lie to a patient so you can get the appointment. That's the worst thing you can do. But you also don't need to lead with a negative. I didn't ask about sedation. She could have said, we have a lot of great ways to make our patients calm. Why don't you come in and discuss it with the doctor? But she didn't, or she didn't, as some people say. Okay, let's try another one. What the heck? Why not? Hi, I know that I need a few crowns to be done, but um, I can be a little bit of a nervous dental patient, and I just wanted to know if you do anything to make your nervous patients more comfortable. <laughs> um, I'm only laughing because a lot of people say that. Um, we're a very calming office. That's all I can say. Um, it's a it's a small practice. There's only one dentist, and um, it's very you know person oriented. So um, you know a lot of people have come in quite anxious, and then they've left saying, "Wow, that was great." Um, but mm. um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm in the office, so you know, I don't know if you believe me, but. <laughs> Um, so have you, when was the last time you were at, at a dentist? Oh, maybe right before the pandemic hit. So a little over a year uh, ago. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, maybe the best thing for you to, you know, get the feel of the office is to come in and have a checkup and cleaning, and then we could do a treatment plan and, you know, so you could get to know everyone and, you know, feel comfortable. Oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, I'll tell you what, let me check my schedule. I'll give you a call should I decide to do that. And I really appreciate the offer. Okay. Um, do you have dental insurance? I don't. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, when you decide, you know, you want to do that, then just give us a call and we can set up an appointment. Great. Thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was different. First of all, how could you not like her? She was friendly. She was laughing a little bit. Just a warm, friendly, welcoming voice. And she right away, she said some great stuff. Um, it's a very calming office. It's a small office, very personalized. Everybody likes it here. A lot of people, I, I love that she said that we have a lot of patients like you. Everybody wants to know 
that, you know, there are others in the same boat who have gotten great results. We have a lot of other patients just like you who have found that they are really comfortable here. That was great. I love that. She was fantastic. And um, then she asked me, you know, if I, how long it's been since I've been to the dentist. I made it clear it was over a year and she made a great suggestion. Why don't you just come in for a checkup and cleaning? You'll get to meet the team, meet the doctor. You'll see what it's like here. Wow, that was great. Now, I kind of led her astray by instantly saying, I'll call. You know, I'll, I want to check my schedule and call. Could she have maybe really upped it to the next level and said, well, that's great. Why don't we Why don't we get you in the books and give you an appointment? And, and I have to admit, part of that was me. I kind of cut her off at the past, so to speak. Would she have done that? I don't know. But I will say that so many things she did leading up to that were great. Think of that compared to the other ones. We don't do this. We don't do that. I don't know. We have nitrous. We can write you a prescription. See you later. Blah, 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 blah. She did so many things right. I'm going to say that was one of the better calls we've had here. Tough question, too. And she really, really uh, rose to the top. So great job, whoever you are. We never reveal the identities of the practices we call. I don't even keep them on my records. Um, so I don't even know who that was, but she did a nice job. So congratulations. Okay. She could have really cleaned up by offering an appointment. But then again, as I said, I kind of told her right away I wasn't ready to come in. Um, and maybe another thing she could have done to make it better, as you know, because I say this all the time, get my name and phone number. Say, check your schedule. Is it okay if I give you a call back in a week to see how things are or whatever? That would have really put it over the top. But I'm so happy that she even did those things right. Um, yes, yeah, she should have gotten my contact information, should have offered the appointment. So, um, but still, a breath of fresh air, so to speak. Anyway, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. It has been great spending just a few minutes with you. If you haven't been to our website lately, check it out, maddow.com. We just put up a new video that explains um, what our practice snapshot is. So you don't want to miss that. Just go to maddow.com, get a little video. You'll get to see exactly what our snapshot is in just a minute or two. Really interesting stuff. Send me an email, rich at maddow.com. Love to hear from you. Tell your friends about the fixers, and I will see you soon. Mm -hmm.